you are doing Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 10, Chapter 14. This is Canto 10, Part 2, Chapter 14. And uh, this is a chapter about Brahma's prayer to Lord Krishna. I'll recap last time what happened was Brahmaji sees a very small boy who is doing so many miracles. So what he does is he wants to test the boy out. So what he does is he takes all the gopis and the cows from the Govardhan Parvat and disappears. Now he disappears only for a small duration of time according to Brahma. The time is just about a minute or so which is equivalent to human beings one hour, one year. So for one year there is a very big problem because nobody understands how this thing has happened. And because it does, then nobody understands so what Krishna does is he replicates himself as these young children and the cows and he goes to every individual house and he stays over there like that son or the animal over there. So let us see what happens after that. So Brahmaji is now, he realizes that there is something really unique happening so he comes down on earth and he is going to meet Krishna and there is a dialogue that will happen. Lord Brahma said, my dear Lord, you are the only worshipable Lord, the Supreme Personality of Godhead and therefore I offer my humble obeisance and prayer just to please you. O son of the king of cowherd, your transcendental body is dark blue like a new cloud. Your garment is brilliant like lightning and the beauty of your face is enhanced by your gunja. Gunja is that red color, red and black, you know, earrings and the peacock feathers on your head. Wearing garlands of various forest flowers and leaves and equipped with herding stick, a buffalo horn and a flute, you stand beautifully with a morsel of food in your hand. So it's a very unique description of the Divine Lord. He's standing over there like a young child. Uh, I, I don't know what is happening but there is a continuous um, <laughs> you know, pinging happening. My dear Lord, neither I nor anyone else can estimate the potency of this transcendental body of yours, which has shown such mercy to me and which appears just to fulfill the desire of your pure devotee. Although my mind is completely withdrawn from material affairs, I cannot understand your personal form. How then could I possibly understand the happiness you experience within yourself? So, in the second verse itself, there is something really very unique being, being mentioned over here. What is unique over here is, first and foremost, hardly anybody understands that the Lord has taken a form. Brahmaji, when he comes down to earth, he realizes that it is Sri Krishna who has taken this form of a young cowherd. So he is very much amazed at seeing the form of the Lord. Why is he's, why does he think that he, there is a problem in this? The reason why he feels that there is a problem in this is because the Supreme Divine Consciousness doesn't have a form. It, it is like this. Uh, it is like water. When it is put into a bottle, it will take the form of a bottle. If it is put into a lake, a trough or a lake, it will take the shape of the lake. You, you know a lake is, is formed in between mountains. So, uh, there is a particular valley, a dip in the land. So, a lake is formed over there. Likewise, you will find that the ice caps, they form quite a different kind of a water over there. Now you will see glaciers. Glaciers are blocks of ice. They are formed in a different way. 
so they are taking shape as per the landscape or as per the requirement of the container whichever is the container the container is the one which defines the shape of the water likewise when the lord takes a form taking a form means whatever shape that is available whatever body that is available it goes inside that think about it the water goes inside the bottle and takes the shape of the bottle in the same way this particular instance where uh, you will have to mute your microphone please uh, mute uh, tatarao's microphone so the shape of that particular bottle or the shape of the body is being taken by the lord now which is it body this is a body which is of a young boy who is standing over there with the cow he is a cow herd boy and he is he is taken a body where he has become the son of a particular person then what else he has done he is standing over there is he's, he's got a blue body all right the blue body is exactly like the sky then there is an effulgence over there there is a bugle over there there is a conch over there so on and so forth there are many things which identify him so brahma ji is wondering how can the lord take up a particular form of this body so that is the reason why he is questioning him and in the last line he says how then could i possibly understand the happiness you experience within yourself you know how miserable we are to take up a particular body you know think about it from this perspective we are so miserable to the core that you know you don't feel like living in a particular body you feel that somebody else's body is much better than mine think about it we think that there are rich people in this world oh they are having such a nice body okay i would rather be a bill gates i would rather be a warren buffet i would rather be obama i would rather be narendra modi i would rather be like say for example if i want to be a particular person then i would rather be an hathaway or something like that you know everybody thinks like that nobody is bothered about their own body again you are living with certain number of people but how do you say i hate this person i don't like this person i don't like to stay with this man or this woman i don't like this individual in my world why is this person like this and we keep on hating our own surroundings we don't like the house we stay in we don't like the place we live in we don't like the the way we live in but here the lord is happy being just a cow herd living in the jungles with animals around him he goes to the house where he is living like a cow herd you know like a, a guala he is grazing cows he is not clothed the way you and i are clothed he has got just one dhoti okay and what is his musical instrument a horn of a buffalo what else is he carrying he is eating rice and curd think this is the lord of the universe and he is doing this think about it from this point of view that 
Jesus Christ, born in a manger, living life like a very poor person, walking around here and there barefoot, or sometimes he would wear certain things, with one piece of cloth, nothing in his hand, absolutely nothing to carry, no possessions, no possessions at all. And he was living like a free bird, avduta. You understand an avduta? You live for the day like a bird. The bird doesn't accumulate anything in life. You know the bird is a very unique thing. It goes out and searches for the day's food. It doesn't go and store food and say, you know, I want to have this for the next one year. An ant may be doing it, but the bird never never does. So, Avdhut is exactly like this. Jesus Christ was an Avdhuta. So, think about it from this point of view. Here we have Krishna carefree. And that is the reason why this line says, You experience within yourself. The happiness which a person feels by living this kind of a free life, it's a free life, absolutely free. There are no bothers in this world. That's the kind of life you should lead. There are no bothers. Absolutely nothing. Otherwise you are bothered about which train to catch, which bus to catch, which how to go from X place to Y place. You are bothered about money. You are bothered about you know water. In India nowadays electricity is such a pain. You know 12-12 hours, sometimes 6-6 hours, no electricity. <laughs> Think about it. In the villages where Krishna is living, there is no electricity also. Water also, they have to bring it from the riverside. Unique experience. You live a life like a nomad. Absolutely going from one place to another. And that is where you need to feel the happiness. And that is what you need to experience, which is called happiness within yourself. That is what Brahmaji is talking about. Those who even while remaining situated in their established social positions, throw away the process of speculative knowledge and with their bodies, words and minds offer all the respects to descriptions of your personality and activity, dedicating their life to these narrations which are vibrated by a personality and by your pure devotee certainly conquer your lordship, although you are otherwise unconquerable by anyone within the three worlds. A very beautiful verse. You know it is talking about a rich man. A person who has achieved something in life. This is an established social position. You might be a manager of a company. You might be working in a very big organization. You might be a businessman. You might be anybody in this world who has achieved something in life. And this person, speculative knowledge, the knowledge of this material world, like you have your engineering degrees. There are so many of you over here with engineering degrees. Fancy degrees, fancy knowledge, you have knowledge about how to run companies, how to achieve objectives in your world. That is called speculative knowledge. How to make money? Throw that knowledge. Brahmaji is telling Krishna, he says, the person who has achieved something in life, maybe some money, some position, some houses, one, two, three, maybe hundred houses, I don't know, or maybe even one house for that matter, is having a certain bank balance, has achieved a certain position in life, that person, how does that person have to live? He has to throw away the speculative knowledge and with their body, words and mind. What he is supposed to do? With his body, 
use the body with the words that the person can speak you know how we speak uh, in this material world uh, why is there so much of uh, uh, disturbance in this line today i don't know okay all right so speculative words like we, today we use words for describing something you know oh you are such a beautiful child of mine you say these words to your child you say oh i love you i do this to you and this and that so many beautiful words we keep on saying and then we keep on saying a lot of stuff about the bosses we know when we have to go and stand in front of the bosses we are supposed to praise him or her whoever she might be or he might be we praise them we say that we have achieved this and i have done this and i have done that and we use very very fancy language so he says those with that body with those words and the mind the mind is full of all this material worldly knowledge so he says with that body that words and that mind these great people in this world throw away all these things of the material world of speculative world and they dedicate this same body mind and words towards singing praises about the lord use the same body use the same mind use the same words and throw away all these nonsensical things that you are doing about earning money achieving objectives in your world achieving places can you just not leave that whole thing and sing praises to the lord which are vibrated by you personally that is see respect to description of your personality how do you do these prayers you describe the personality of the lord and activities the different kinds of leela that the god performs dedicating their life to this narration the entire life they dedicate to the narrations you know das ganu das ganu is a very beautiful person whom we have met in sai sat charitra and m mahendranath we have met him when he was writing the gospel of sri ramakrishna we have met chaitanya mahaprabhu we have met so many people you know we have been reading so many books kanakdasa a very great sage alwars from south india have you not heard of those people they kept on praising god even great people like uh, you know kabir mirabai tukaram shankaracharya himself what what had he written he had written such beautiful poetry praising the lord okay and that is what you are supposed to do and which are vibrated by your personally and by your pure devotees certainly conquer your lordship although you are otherwise inconquerable by anyone within this three world and this is the only way of conquering the divine lord you know the divine lord's heart when you become one with him only when you praise him only when you sing very nice praises about the lord when you keep on talking very nice stuff about him that is the only time when you are able to achieve the lord and this is what is called bhakti the bhakti marg is the most important marg which is called the path of devotion so brahma ji is advising over here my dear lord devotional service unto you is the best path of self realization if someone gives up that path and engages in cultivation of speculative knowledge he will simply undergo a troublesome process and will not achieve his desired results 
as a person who beats up an empty husk of wheat cannot get grains one who simply speculates cannot achieve self realization his only gain is trouble so here what is brahma ji saying people instead of praising you they run after material worldly stuff they want to earn money they want to achieve objectives they want to build houses they want to have cars they want to do so many things have children get married so many things the people want to do this is called speculative world so they want they are running after speculative knowledge this person who runs after this kind of a knowledge will only go through troublesome process and he will never achieve his results the results which are called love for the divine love for god to go and stay with krishna to be with jesus christ nobody will be able to achieve that if they are running after material worldly things as a person who builds you know what he, what he is giving an example after the grains have been removed you beat the husk no grains are going to come out of it no because when you have thrown away the lord and you have gone and accepted the material world you think the lord will be with you no way the lord will be with you so on one side when you have become a devotee of the lord and on the other side you are seeking material gains in this world you think that is going to give you something in life it is not going to give you anything in life on the contrary you will be achieving zero results or you will go through troublesome process what is the thing that he is going to gain one who simply speculates cannot achieve self realization such a person can never achieve self realization and the second thing he says his only gain is trouble only the material worldly troubles will come to him oh almighty lord in the past many yogis of this world achieved the platform of devotional service by offering all their endeavors unto you and faithfully carrying out their prescribed duties through such devotional service perfected by the process of hearing and chanting about you they come to understand you o infallible world and could easily surrender to you and achieve your supreme abode so in the past there were many devotees that is the sages what did they do they were singing the praises of the lord they were continuously writing poetry they were writing beautiful prose in the name of the lord and that is the only way in which you can achieve devotional success that is you can achieve lord only by doing this kind of things non devotees however cannot realize you in full personal features nevertheless it may be possible for them to realize your expansion as the impersonal supreme by cultivating direct perception of the self within their heart but they can do this only by purifying their mind and senses of all the conceptions of material distinction and all attachments to material sense and objects only in this way will your personal feature manifest unto them so he is talking about the other people now these are the sages that we spoke of now brahma ji is talking about the material worldly people now they are called non devotees they are not bothered about you they are not bothered about the form they are bothered about their material worldly lives now such a type of a person only when he joins this yoga classes or he does meditation or he does you know pranayama and all those kind of things this is all nonsensical stuff he says when you do those kind of things you will achieve only what is called the unmanifest world the unmanifest form of the lord is actually not a form it's a formless thing that means what they achieve what is called peace of mind peace of mind they get peace of mind they get happiness in losing to the self and they get self realization sort of a self realization i don't even know what it means it means getting lost in the brahma or becoming a buddha you know dissolving yourself in this entire universe they call it the state of nothingness and brahma ji here clearly is telling you this kind of people who are called the non devotees what do they do 
this they study all these kind of arts like meditation they do what is called as uh, you know pranayamas and yoga asanas and all those and they achieve what is called the non dual state of existence and that is how but they can do this only by purifying and how do you achieve that only when you purify your mind and senses so this person who is doing this yoga asana and so on and so forth only when he purifies his mind and senses can he achieve this non dual state but in that where is happiness there is no happiness of meeting the lord in what is called as the devotional aspect of the lord in time you know when we are doing the uh, one of the very important texts i am doing and that is called narad bhakti sutra narada learnt it from his father by the way his father is brahma ji and brahma ji today is giving a lesson on bhakti marg only he is telling devotion how devotion is to be achieved in time learned professor philosophers or scientists might be able to count all the atoms of the earth isn't this what is happening the particles of snow or perhaps even the shining molecules radiating from the sun the stars and other luminaires but among those learned men who could possibly count the unlimited transcendental qualities possessed by you the supreme personality of god who have descended onto the surface of the earth for the benefit of all living entities this is a this is a truth which is happening men are going to mars they are going to various other places somebody is talking about pluto nasa is going to talk about pluto in the next few days time they have found something on pluto few days ago they are they said that they have found water on mars and people are going in outer space we are talking about star wars we are talking about you know far away galaxies so on and so forth you can count all the stars you can do all sorts of things but those glories are not as glorious as knowing the divine lord in his aspect of what is called that the devotional aspect of the divine lord he says these learned men who could possibly count the un- unlimited transcendental qualities possessed by you they cannot they cannot so this is what a devotion will bring you and give you this benefit of becoming a devotee of the lord has there are tremendous amount of pluses in that my dear lord one who has earnestly waits you to bestow your causeless mercy upon him all the while patiently suffering the reactions of his past misdeeds and offering you respectful obeisance with the heart words and body is surely eligible for liberation for it has become his rightful claim so here brahma ji is talking about this human being who lives out his prarabdha karma who goes through the prarabdha karma prarabdha karma is the karma which you are born with in this world he goes through the pains and the sorrows of this prarabdha karma meanwhile thinking about the divine lord singing praises about him only getting devoted to him and not bothering about any other material requirements in this world he is not bothered about achieving anything in life except thinking of living this particular life which they are living what kind of life they are living they are living a life where it's a very very simplistic life so he says his such misdeeds misdeeds from the past that have become karma my dear lord one who earnestly waits for you bestows causeless mercies upon him you who bestows causeless mercies upon him so this person has to wait while patiently suffering the reactions of the past misdeeds and offering you respectful obeisance within his heart words and body is surely eligible for liberation so such a type of a person who goes through his prarabdha karma living this life suffering through it 
not wanting to achieve some objectives in this world, but suffering through it, just getting rid of his prarabdha karma. Meanwhile, having devotion only for the Lord and not thinking of any other thing, only such a type of a person is eligible for liberation and meeting the Divine Lord. My Lord, just see my uncivilized impudence. You, to test your power, I tried to extend my illusory potency to cover you. The unlimited and the primeval super soul who bewildered even the master of illusions. What am I compared to you? I am just a small spark in the presence of a great fire. So Brahmaji is very humbly saying to the Lord, I am very sorry I tried to test you. Brahmaji is the son of the Lord. He has got so much of humility that he is asking pardon from the Lord and saying, I am so sorry, I tried to test you out and I tried to find out, you know, whether you can, are you the same person? Who is this person? That is not the way I should have been doing. Therefore, O infallible Lord, kindly excuse my offence. I have taken birth in the mode of passion and therefore simply foolish, presuming myself to be a controller independent of your Lordship. My eyes are blinded by the darkness of ignorance which causes me to think of myself as the unborn creator of the universe. But please consider that I am your servant and therefore worthy of your compassion. Brahmaji is asking for pardon from the Lord saying that please kindly forgive me because I have gone and done something which is terrible. I wanted to find out who you are. Oh, I want trying to test my powers. You know, my powers, I thought I am the great creator of this universe. I have so many powers. I want to test my powers on this person, this small boy. And kindly forgive me for what I have done. What am I? A small creature measuring seven spans of my own hand. I am enclosed in a pot-like universe composed of material nature. The total material energy, false ego, ether, air, water and earth. And what is your glory? Unlimited universes pass through the pores of your body just as particles of dust pass through the openings of a screen window. He says, I want, I, I want to ask you for the pardon. You see, me, I am such a small tiny person. But from your every pore of your body, you are creating universes. You are such a great person. Oh Lord, Adhokshaja, does your mother take offence when the child within her womb kicks with his leg? And is there anything in this existence, whether designated by various philosophers as real or unreal, this is actually outside your abdomen. So, what is Brahmaji doing? Brahmaji is asking for pardon. He is saying, you are the mother of this universe. You are my mother as well. You see, if the child kicks the mother, or if the mother, you know, feels the kick in the stomach, is the mother angry with the child? No. The mother on the contrary is happy. She looks at the child. She looks and she pats the child. You know, from outside. Here, I am physically standing outside of you. I am a physical entity standing right in front of you. I am sorry I did all those kind of things. Please pardon me. I was trying to test your strength. I mean, I was trying to see who you are. But am I capable of doing anything like that? So please pardon me. My dear Lord, it is said that when the three planetary systems are merged into the water at the time of dissolution, your plenary portion Narayana lies down in the water. Gradually a lotus flower grows from his navel and Brahma takes birth upon the lotus flower. Certainly these words are not false. Thus, am I not born from you? Now we are going back how this process of manifestation happens. 
Garbhag Dashai Krishna gives this Shirok Dashai Krishna, the ocean of tranquility. From it rises another body which is called Narayana and the Narayana which is a Mahavishnu form from his stomach comes a stalk, from his navel comes a stalk on which is, is this great form you know called Brahmaji sitting. But is Brahmaji as great as Narayana or the different Krishnas that are there? No. So he says kindly pardon me because I don't know. Are you not the original Narayana? Oh supreme controller since you are the soul of every embodied being and the eternal witness of all created realms. Indeed Lord Narayana is an expansion and he is called Narayana because he is generating source of primeval water of the universe. He is real not a product of your illusory Maya. There are two things, Krishna and his Maya. By just the illusion, things can happen. Whereas Narayana is his true form. He has created this material universe out of that true form. So he says, Ki, these are the two things that I have understood. My dear Lord, if your transcendental body, which shelters the entire universe, is actually lying upon the water, then why were you not seen by me when I searched for you? And why? Though I could not envision you properly within my heart, did you then suddenly reveal yourself? So, Brahmaji, who is sitting on the stalk of the lotus flower on top over there, he does, he is looking around here and there. From top, you know when you stand atop the a particular mountain, you can see all over the place. Or if you go to the ATC, you know, you know what an ATC stands for? Air Traffic Control Center. The tower which you see outside airports. You know, is right on top. In the tower sits this person. ATC controller is there. He sits over there and he controls the entire flow of traffic all over the place. He is able to see how many aircrafts are landing and taking off. Likewise, you will find that there are various other things that are happening in this world. There are watchtowers. You know, you have, I'm sure you have heard of watchtowers. In the army and various other places, there are watchtowers which are kept over there. In Kargil also, those who have seen the film, you know, May Aisa Hiyu, Aisa Hiyu, all that film that you saw, there is a watchtower right there on top. From the watchtower they are watching. Likewise, Brahmaji is sitting on this watchtower on top. He is saying, I looked around in the waters below. I wanted to see where this talk came from. And I couldn't notice you. I couldn't notice you because you were no, nowhere to be seen. But then what I did? I closed my eyes. I closed my eyes and I meditated upon your form. Brahmaji does internal meditation. And that is a time when the Divine Lord stands in front of him. Today, let us say for example, today people want to experience Sai Baba or Buddha or Jesus or whomsoever that they want to experience. Today if you try to look around here and there, you cannot see Buddha, you cannot see Jesus, you cannot see anybody with your eyes. You can try and search for him anywhere and everywhere, you will not find him. But go deep within your heart and meditate upon the chakra of your heart. You will find that you will be able to experience Buddha, Jesus Christ, Krishna or whomsoever that you want. You will be able to experience him and you will be able to see him. So Brahmaji is giving us this knowledge where you are able to experience the Divine Lord within the core of your heart. At that time you suddenly reveal yourself. My dear Lord, in this incarnation you have proved that you are the supreme controller of Maya. Although you are not within this 
universe, the whole universe creation is within your transcendental body. A fact that you demonstrated by exhibiting the universe within your abdomen before your mother Yashoda. So he is telling the Lord, I know your form, you are such a wonderful person. You see, you have taken this very unique form of becoming a you know cowherd, Gwala, right, standing right in front of me. You can say you know, that the, you are now standing outside on the earth, but is that the truth? When you opened your mouth to show your mother the mud, she was able to see the entire universe. The universe is within your mouth, you know, the, inside your body. So, is it this way or is it that way? Which way? Just as this entire universe including you are exhibited within your abdomen, so it is now manifested here externally in the same exact form. How can then such a thing happen unless arranged by your inconceivable energy? So, he is telling the Lord, it is you who is making these things happen. Have you not shown me today that both you, yourself and everything within this creation are manifestations of your inconceivable potency? First you appeared alone and then you manifested yourself as all the Vrindavana calves and the cowherd boys, your friends. Next, you appear as an equal number of four hand Vishnu forms. You are worshipped by all living beings including me and after that you appeared as an equal number of complete universes. Finally, you have now returned to your unlimited form as the supreme absolute truth, one without a second. When, when I keep on saying you, know, you have to love everybody, you have to love everything in this world, Brahmaji is giving an explanation over there. He says, are you not the same person who became so many gopis and gwalas over here? So you are that gopi and the gwala. You became the cow and later on from that you try you transformed yourself into the thousands of multi-hand you know four-hand vishnus so doesn't it say that everything is within you all these forms on this material world are they you you are the one only in them you are them and they are you only to pre- persons ignorant of your actual transcendental positions you appear as a part of the material world manifesting yourself by the expansion of your inconceivable energy Thus, for the creation of the universe, you appear to me, Brahma. For the maintenance, you appear as yourself, Vishnu. And for annihilation, you appear as Lord Trinetra or Shiva. Now, for these people who are ignorant of your form, this kind of form where you are everything in this world, what happens? They think of me as Brahmaji, you as Vishnu, and then somebody else as Shiva. But everything is you alone. There is no difference between you and all these things. O Lord, O Supreme Creator and Master, you have no material birth. Yet to defeat the false pride of the faithless demons and show mercy on your saintly devotees, you take birth among the demigods, sages, human beings, animals and even the aquatics. So what does the Lord do? Because he wants to establish this faith and this devotion in everybody, he takes a form in this material world as different, different things. In aquatics, he becomes a fish. Then he becomes a tortoise. Then it takes so many forms, you know, so that you can establish the faith back again into the human being. O Supreme Great One, O Supreme Personality of Godhead, O Super Soul Master of the Mystic Power, your pastimes are taking place continuously in these three worlds. But who can estimate where, when, how you are employing your spiritual energy and performing these innumerable pastimes? No one can understand the mystery of your spiritual energy acts. You know, we try to think that we know Lord. I know you, I know you, I know you. What do you know? There are so many things happening in this universe you don't even know. You just know what you can see just beyond your nose. You know, the little stuff around you. 
you only know your friends you only know your relatives you only know your company people you only know your bosses maybe you know your subordinates that is all you know what do you know of this entire universe that is there in this world in this world forget about this world what do you know outside of it do you know what is happening to somebody in the other corner of the universe you don't even know so he says i'm sorry i don't understand all these things but you are the one who does all these kind of things so your energy your potency works everywhere therefore this entire universe which acts like a dream by nature unreal nevertheless appears real and thus it covers one's consciousness and assails one with repeated miseries this universe appears real because it is manifested by the potency of illusions emanating from you whose unlimited transcendental forms are full of eternal happiness and knowledge he says you have created this beautiful universe the beautiful universe has been created for you to see experience feel the joy feel the goodness in this world you know yesterday i wrote one very beautiful update i don't know how many of you have actually read it do you know i what i wrote was very simply this every woman gives out more around 400 eggs in a in entire lifetime okay now the factor that you are born from that one egg of hers makes it 1 upon 400 that's the probability factor is 1 is to 400 a human being a man gives out 520 billion sperms in his entire lifetime in that one sperm sperm head becomes you so the probability factor is 1 upon 520 billion billion you know how many zeros are there hardly people know how many zeros are there in a billion is a very difficult calculation now combine both these factors you are one in a gazillion it's like you can't even you know think about the figure the factor that you are born on this planet earth is to the power of n we don't even know how big the power is you think about it is there any scientist or anybody in this world who can say that this is how it is going to be you cannot even say so definitely you and on top of it just the way you are born your parents are also born and before your parents are born your birth is already decided upon think about it it's like today you are there now let us say you have a son but four generations after that there is somebody who is going to become the prime minister of this entire world or maybe he is going to rule the mars or maybe some other planetary system if that is going to happen if that is predicted isn't it coming from you so you are also a part of this entire creation and this entire thing is so beautifully laid out now who can lay it out only the divine lord and this glory can never be explained to anybody we are such tiny human beings you know with a very small understanding our small brains our small minds we cannot understand the grandeur and the glory of the divine lord and that is a reason we have to be very very grateful to the lord for him creating such a beautiful universe so therefore the entire universe which is like a dream is by nature unreal nevertheless appears real and thus it is covered by one's own consciousness and assails one with repeated miseries this universe appears real because it is manifested by the potency of illusions emanating from you whose unlimited transcendental forms are full of eternal happiness and knowledge you are the same one supreme soul the primeval supreme personality the absolute truth self manifested endless and beginningless you are eternal and infallible perfect and complete without any rival and free from all material designations 
Your happiness can never be obstructed nor have you any connections with material contamination. Indeed, you are the indestructible nectar of immortality. In this one line which says, you know, you have, you see, nor have any connections with material contamination. You always keep on saying, you know, Lord, you are responsible for all my problems. You are responsible for giving me this. You are responsible for doing that. Actually, the Lord is not responsible for any of these things. It's your own karma. And the karma is a universal law that is written. You follow that track, you will go over there. You understand this? So, this is what it is. The Divine Lord is endless. He is blotless. There is no blot on Him. There is no taint on Him. So, don't try to taint Him by giving some, you know, saying saying some words, you know, Teri vajah se mere ko taklif ho rahi hai. Don't even say those words. Those who have received the clear vision of knowledge from the sun-like spiritual master can see you in this way as the very soul of this all souls, the super soul of everyone's own self. Thus, understanding your original personality, you are able to con- cross over the oceans of illusory material existence. So, Brahmaji is saying, those who have received, there are very few people in this world who receive this kind of a great knowledge about you. They receive it from their spiritual master. The spiritual master is sun-like person. Sun-like person means he is a blotless person. He is a, a, a person who can give you so much of knowledge you cannot imagine. And he tells them, he tells this divine, he tells these people about the soul of all souls. He tells them about you. A person who mistakes a rope for a snake becomes fearful. But he then gives up his fear without realizing that the so-called snake does not exist. Similarly, for those who fail to recognize you as the supreme soul of all souls, the expansive illusory material existence art arises. But knowledge of you alone at once causes it to subside. You know, in the material world, we keep on thinking of various things. But the moment we turn our attention towards the Divine Lord, the Divine Lord, in turn, removes all these obstacles from life. You know, uh, I was yesterday explaining certain thing. Now, I will just explain it to you. I just uh, gave an, uh, an example to 2-3 people over here. So, the uh, rest of them have not understood. So, I have not heard this. So, let me give you an understanding. Let us say that a man is fire. A woman is a piece of uh, cotton. Cotton. So, anything that is happening in this material world. When you bring fire... When you bring fire and you bring cotton towards each other, what happens? It catches fire, isn't it? Immediately it will catch fire. Now, water is designated as God. Water is designated as God. When you dip the cotton in water and you keep it aside, what happens? The fire cannot catch the cotton and there will be no fire in that. Correct? It will not catch fire. But after some time, because of the heat of fire, this cotton, the water inside the cotton can evaporate. So then what happens? The cotton catches fire. So this process where the cotton is dipped inside the water is called beginning of devotion. Water is God, remember this. Now, if the fire is not to catch the cotton, what we have to do? We have to dunk the entire cotton wad inside the water and never remove it out. Then it will not catch fire. Do you understand that? So, when you as a human being is dunked inside 
the divine lord in a devotional aspect completely submerged in the devotional aspect nothing in this world will burn you you should know this so this is a very simple example to tell you in this material world it is so very important to be completely immersed in the divine lord then nothing in this material world will ever touch you so be immersed in the divine lord so what he is trying to say over here is a person should be so much immersed that nothing in this world the fire is also the fire of material requirements or wants or desires of ours i want this i want that it is lust greed so on and so forth it is full of all those karmas in this world you know if that fire catches you who is the cotton you are the cotton what will happen you will burn yourself correct but if you are immersed in the lord divine lord's devotion what happens nothing will touch you nothing in this material world no material contamination will ever touch you so be immersed in the divine lord like this the conception of material bondage and the conception of liberation are both manifestations of ignorance being outside the scope of true, true knowledge they ex- cease to exist when one correctly understands that the pure spirit soul is distinct from matter and always fully conscious at that time bondage and liberation no longer have any significance just as day and night have no significance from the perspective of the sun hmm quite a big chapter so let us see how much we can complete the conception of material bondage and the conception of liberation are both manifestation of ignorance isn't it a very strange line on one side we are saying that there is a concept of getting attracted in the material world and on the other side we are saying there is a concept of liberation in this material world what is brahma ji telling you both these are called illusory concepts both don't exist let, let me read the line further being outside the scope of true knowledge they cease to exist when one correctly understands that the pure spirit soul is distinct from the matter and always fully conscious this is a very strange line i know this is very difficult to understand but let me give you a very simple explanation for this you know when people say that i want liberation what do they think of they think of i want to leave this material world i want to throw everything away i want to go to the himalayas i want to stay in the himalayas i want to shave my head i want to do this i want to do that so you want to give up everything and you want to go to the himalayas and you want to stay like a sadhu baba over there according to them that is called liberation i am not bothered about the clothes that i wear i am not bothered about what i drink i am not bothered about what i eat that's what they think entrapment in the material world is i want this i want that i want that i want that i want that but what is true liberation it's a very strange word true liberation means you can be wherever you want to be you can be wherever you want to be you can be in the material world immersed completely in the material world doing transactions on wall street for all you care or you could be sitting in the himalayas you could be having only one pair of clothes or not even one pair of clothes you may be a sadhu baba without any clothes no food to eat nothing 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 you could be anything in this world 
Nothing is touching you. Absolutely nothing. Because you are lost in the transactional form of, you know, the transcendental form of the Divine Lord. You are completely lost in it. Any person who is lost in the Divine world of the Lord and yet his physical body is doing all sorts of things in this material world is free from it. That means there is neither freedom on one side and there is neither bondage on the other side. It is what you think of it. If you think that there is bondage, there is bondage. If you think there is liberation, there is liberation. You could be living in the most horrible circumstances. You could be a monkey in a zoo. Yeah, you are a monkey in a zoo. You are just climbing one one rope to the other rope and sitting over there. And people are feeding you a little bit of, you know, those uh, uh, mumpali. Or what do you call that? Groundnuts. They throw, they look at you and, hey, look at you. And they throw that thing at you. And you are and you are sitting over there and you are eating that. Are you free? A person who is seeing from outside will say, hey, look at this monkey. He is tied up over here. He could be running from tree to tree to tree. You know Madagascar. The animals who are there in the zoo, they go from the zoo, they go to Africa. You know that? Or different, different stories are there. They take the plane. You know, I am sure you will remember those penguins. Beautiful penguins, you know. <laughs> they fly the planes. If you have not seen, you should go and see. Alright, so they are doing that. And they are constantly doing it. The plane crashes so many times and yet they are going and repairing it again and again. And these animals are trying to search for freedom. What is freedom? There is nothing called freedom. And there is nothing called bondage. It's all in your mind. Can you not understand this? It's all in your mind. There is no freedom. And there is no bondage. It's because you take it, that is why it is bondage. It's because you take it, that is why it is called freedom. Freedom and bondage all come together. If you have one, you have the other. You see, if you have one side of the coin, you have definitely the second side of the coin, isn't it? If there is night, there is day. Correct? If there is black, there is white. If there is like, there is dislike. But for those who don't have the night or the day, those who don't have likes or dislikes, that's a state of equanimity. That's a state where they don't even care whether they have freedom or whether they have bondage. There is nothing like that existing in their world. They think of themselves as avduta or free. Absolutely free. They have nothing to bother themselves about. Can you live a life where you are not bothered, where tomorrow's food is going to come from? No, you are bothered. My God, if tomorrow you don't get the salary, who is going to pay the EMI? Who is going to do this? Who is going to do that? That's called bondage. Freedom is... God is there. He will take care of me. Why should I bother where the money is going to come from? If he has given me this, he will give me that as well. If he doesn't want to give me that, he will not give. Why should I bother whether he is going to give me this or that? You understand this? That is called freedom. And it is not what you think of. It is not what you can think of. This is what Brahmaji is saying and please understand these are very unique, beautiful words. The concept of material bondage and the conception of liberation are both manifestation of ignorance. It's your ignorance which makes you think that on one side you are bound. I have wife, I have child, I have a house, I have this, I have that. I am bound in all these things. No! <laughs> you, then you think of, I, I don't want any of these things. I want to go away. 
I don't want the house. I don't want this family. I don't want this. I want to go away. Going away will not give you freedom. You think by leaving all your uh, things, belongings in one place, you know, shaving your head, becoming a monk, wearing orange clothes and taking a kamandalu and going somewhere, you are free? No. You are not free. You may go like that and drink water from the gutter somewhere and tomorrow you will have dysentery and diarrhea. What are you free or what? The dysentery and diarrhea is also catching you. Is it not? Of course it will touch you. So why, where, where is the freedom? There is no freedom the way you look at it. There is nothing like that. So that is what Brahmaji is saying. It's a manifestation of ignorance. You are ignorant. Being outside the scope of true knowledge, they cease to exist when one correctly understands that the pure spirit soul is distinct from matter and always fully conscious. Understand this. This body has been given to us to reach the divine. The divine is within you. You are comprising of that divine soul, are you not? And the material contamination is the body. The divine soul is purity. The material contamination is the body. It's the body that you have to overcome. You you are thinking of overcoming something else? No, it's your own body that you have to overcome. Why do you have to think of all the wrong things in the world? Why do you have to always think that this is not achievable, that is not achievable? Why do you think that you are living in a misery? You are free in this body itself. Let, Let me tell you this much. At that time bondage and liberation no longer has any significance. Just as day and night have no significance from the perspective of the sun. When does this happen? When you are full of that knowledge. When you are full of knowledge. There is nothing that will touch you. Nothing will touch you. Knowing fully well. Now you know. Uh, you, I am sure you will want to know a little bit of elaboration on this. I am anyway going to stop over here. So I will give you a small elaboration on this. You know, suppose you know the nature of a person. You know that person has this habit of doing kich 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 all the time. Just is an irritable person. You know, you know. I am sure you have met so many irritable people in your world. Your own boss may be one of them by the way. Or your own child or your own wife or your husband or whoever it might be. Everybody in this world, some some idiot must be there in your life who is irritable to the core. Whether they like it or not, you know, you show them a red signal or you don't show them a red signal. They get irritated for no rhyme or reason. If they are sitting in one place, they are irritated. If they eat something, they are irritated. If they don't eat something, they are irritated. Now, to you, you know this person's nature? Yes, because you might have lived with this person all your life. When that person gets irritated, you get frustrated. Isn't it? You get frustrated because that person is irritable. Every time when you go and you talk with that person, your frustration grows and grows and grows and grows and grows. The person who is a spiritual person knows the nature of the person. The person knows the nature of the person. Knowing the nature of the person, this person becomes silent. Another example, 
if you know that there is a chihuahua or there is a pomeranian in your house who just goes ba wa 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 you know that dogs have you met i'm sure you have met pomeranians who just go ba wa 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 they, they irritate you no end do you want to get irritated do you want to get frustrated with this pomeranian of yours no no don't go near him don't even look at him you know that pomeranian is anyway going to irritate you just walk away from the side it's like the dog across the street barks for no rhyme or reason why are you bothered about that dog why is the dog irritating you because you are giving it importance stop giving importance stop giving importance to this person in your life the irritated person the dog in that place you know if you know that your boss is that irritable person just do whatever work you are supposed to do and walk out of that place knowing the nature and acting in the most judicious manner in the most appropriate manner living in this world understanding everything around you that is called being spiritual and not trying to i want to run away from this person he is such an irritating person running away from the person is the stupidest thing on planet earth it is called engulfing yourself in maya you cannot run away from this person that dog is always going to bark correct or no the dog is anyway going to bark because it's made in that way the nature of that person is like that don't try to change the nature of that person okay so in your life if you want to get realized self realization as we call it self means yourself realization means i know so this is called self realization you know i know what do you do about it nothing are you going to irritate that person further no if the dog is barking you are going to go and bark and you are going to do like that no don't do like that you see if the monkey is used to you know doing like to you do you want to go and tease the monkey don't tease the monkey just walk away from the monkey the monkey will keep on doing that even after you walk away by the way because that's his nature right so understand the nature and just let it be leave it correct <laughs> this is what brahma ji is telling you so i hope you understood the line there is neither bondage and there is neither liberation by cutting off ties with that person is not called liberation please understand if you cut off ties with one you may fall into another bigger ditch than that first one okay it's like from the to the fire you say na <laughs> from the burning oil or whatever to the fire why you want to do that you know those who are married for the second and the third time you go and ask them did they find happiness in their life do you think by having many children you are going to find happiness in their life okay they will tell you no i think let me try the third time or the fourth time elizabeth taylor tried many times never found anything the same problem and by the way in one one marriage of her she said you know maybe i didn't try properly so she went and remarried the same person again richard burton and the same problem happened 
So you think by trying the same thing is going to change? No, never going to change. So don't even bother going in that direction. Alright? So we shall end over here. Okay? <laughs> I shall see you all tomorrow. <laughs> Bye.